San Francisco, I'm coming to you March 6th to the 9th. And then I'm coming to Dallas, Texas, March 22 and 23. Washington, D.C., April 21st. And then San Diego, May 11th. Come see me do the standing comedy. Get tickets at FumiAbe.com. Enjoy the episode. What's up, cuties? I am going on a mini stand-up comedy tour this summer, and I'd love for you to be there if you're a fan of this podcast and or just me. Los Angeles, I'll be there June 20th. Uh, New York City, July 7th. Seattle, July 15th. And I'm working on getting a Chicago date right now and possibly a DC date. So if you want tickets, go to fumiabe.com. F-U-M-I-A-B-E.com. Thanks for tuning in to another episode, cuties. Uh, just a heads up, Stephanie and I had a crazy week this week and we weren't able to meet up and record. So we are releasing a uh, bonus episode that we did with our good friend Mike Nguyen from the Asian Not Asian podcast. Um, we recorded this back in December, so some of the references might be like six months old. Um, but it was a really good conversation about uh, being a dad in New York City and the finances of uh, being a parent. So we hope you enjoy it. And Steph will be back next week. Thank you, guys. Welcome to Cash Cuties, a super personal finance podcast where we analyze our friends' private credit card statements and judge their spending habits with love. I am your host, Fumi Abe, and Steffi is traveling this month. So joining me today as the guest co-host is the host of the Asian Not Asian podcast and my old friend. And according to LinkedIn, he's a digital strategist. Give it up for the hilarious... Mike Nguyen, You everybody. looked me up on LinkedIn. I had to, bro. You know who I am. No, we've I don't. We've been doing this for, we've, we had a podcast one on for like five, five, I've known I, you for I like don't 10 know years pro- I don't know you professionally like that. That's funny. I don't know what company you work for. I don't know what your title is. Also, this is not a comedy podcast, you guys. Not comedy. Not funny. This is, this is not funny. It's personal finance. Want to keep it professional. <laughs> Looked you up on LinkedIn. Okay. Um, some of you guys may know, I used to have a podcast with Mike. We have not done this since February 2022. So yeah. So it's been like, Almost a year, almost nine a year. months since you had the baby. Actually. Yes, that's right. Um, He's in the next room. The, the baby broke us up. No, I'm kidding. The baby's <laughs> great. Um, so it kind of feels like um, I'm like. Re- have you seen that Benjamin Button movie? Yeah. where like the woman Kate Blanchard's character like moves on gets married but like one fateful night they're meeting at, they're, they meet again and they hook up again just uh, for one night. Oh, it feels like that. Am I Benjamin Button? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It feels like that. Um, anyways, we like to start this podcast by asking each other how we're doing financially. Since Steffi oh. is not here, yeah. um, I will just go first and tell you how I've been doing financially. Um, if you've been listening to the podcast, I think you guys know that 2022 has been a roller coaster. I was like working, making a lot of money, then I got fired, and then I was making no money. But then I, I was making some money from like random passive income stuff. And I think starting 2023, I'm now I'm like, what do I do? Because mm. that sort of residual checks, sort of the passive income is like running out. So like I had this like panic session and then I'm in New York now. And I told you this last week, but I <laughs> I secretly planned coffee with my old boss for my marketing yes, company yes, yes. to see if I could like work part time again or something. I was just like, I was so scared. It's so scary not having uh, a consistent work. And it's yep. weird. It's different. Like, it, having consistent money is different from having consistent work, I realized. Yes, you know? totally. Like, I had money coming in, but I, I wasn't going to the office, so it didn't feel like I was making money, to, you know? To, to kind of help do a crossover episode, do you think that's an Asian thing? <laughs> um, I think it's like an immigrant thing, but yeah. also there's a lot of rich immigrants too, so I think it's just like whatever your parents showed you right. about their relationship with money. Yo. You mimic, it's kind of like, 
you know how the relationship you end up having with your wife is the one that your parents had. Yes, it's like that, but with money. You learn, you learn how money and labor works from your parents. Absolutely, that's such an interesting point. And so, like, I had coffee with my boss, and like, I kind of like brought it up, but then he said something so crazy. He was like, "So I found out he quit." that job oh. because he was inspired by me Whoa. when I got courted and like was on Colbert and stuff. What? So he's like secretly wanting to be a movie screenwriter. You're leading people down <laughs> the know, wrong path, bro. When he said that, I was like, no, 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 wait, 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 And so I sold my house and I divorced my wife and now I live in a camper van down, just like you. down by the river, just like you. Just like oh you. my gosh, can you help me? Here, here's my script, read the script. <laughs> he did send me script. Oh my God. Wait, how old is he? He is probably your age. That's inspiring. Yeah. That's cool. But like, he, he still like works part time and stuff. So he clearly, he has some money. Got and, and his wife is also like very successful. So like, and he has a kid too. He's doing fine. But like, when he said that, like, I couldn't really bring it up anymore. Oh shit. You know, because I was like, oh, I'm here like inspiring people. This is not part of the plan, you know? And it's also like embarrassing to be like, actually, <laughs> scrap all that. Actually, you inspired me, me to, to go, go back. back. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, so so I couldn't ask him. Mm. But at so the you end, didn't ask him? I, I didn't ask him. But at, at the end, he said, like, I think he could kind of tell. And he was just like, he was like trying to encourage me. And he was like, hey, don't worry, man. Like, if you if it ever, like, if shit hits the fan, like, Will, who is like his boss, which is like the guy, it's like him and this guy named Will, who have always worked with me since I was like 22. Mm. And he still is a boss of this company. And he was like, if shit hits the fan, like, you we'll can always like up. yeah he's like you can always hit him up and he'll get you some kind of work so like but he was like yeah just keep going you know or will took a stand-up comedy <laughs> class he, he was also inspired he by got inspired by your boss <laughs> now you're all living by the camper inspiration van inspiration is dangerous bro. so dangerous inspiration like I'm, I'm out here trying to get a plan b Sorry, and i'm funny. how you're like inspiring people that's you know? crazy bro i know anyway so that's that's how i've been doing financially uh mike how are you doing financially Ooh, man right uh this it's Christmas time when we're recording this. I guess yeah. New Year's, so it's a lot of expenditures, yeah. right? Not even for gifts, but just like traveling. I had to, you know, I bought my plane tickets for me and my wife and my son. And uh, my son flies for free, but like it was super duper expensive. I mean, I think our tickets were almost as much as it cost when we went to Japan and Korea. Oh my god! Uh, originally, like, is this th because the holidays? I think it's the holidays. It's like everything's more expensive, inflation, whatever. Yeah. And uh, you know, we also pick like the best flights. I guess if you know what I'm saying, like with the best times. Oh, sure. You know, like a reasonable, not like times. a six a.m. Exactly. Yeah, we yeah, do yeah. good in in and outs and stuff of like that. But it was so that was expensive. Being, you know, we were in the city in San Francisco, and whenever you're away from your home, mm -hmm. everything you do is an expense, right? Because you can't, yes. you can't live, you know, you can't just be like at home, like at someone's house eating their food. Even right. though I did do that a lot with the person <laughs> I was staying with, but you know, it's like everything's an expense. You gotta yeah. like pay for gas and travel and all that stuff. So, mm -hmm. uh, I usually try. I'm so bad at budgeting. I have a budgeting app and everything, but mm -hmm. a lot of times, I don't know where I learned this, but like. I will just, the way I kind of save in some ways is to just put more money into uh, like different categories than I think I will ever need to use. What do you so, mean by that? So for example, when I set aside money for rent, let's say my rent is like, you know, I have to pay $2,000 or something like that for yeah. rent. I'll, I'll, put a, I'll put aside 2400 
Okay. And so, you know, then when I pay rent, I still have this extra 400. It's almost kind of like I'm skimming off the top, but for myself. Right. It's like finding a 20 in your pocket, and, but you put that but there. I put the 20 in there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I've, I've always, I always kind of have like a nice little buffer in the, you know, checking account. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I, this month used it, like I almost went down to zero, which I haven't done in a long time. Yeah. Well, holidays, if every time you move or like if anybody's oh God, like a budgeting app and you're looking at your monthly thing, you're like, oh, on average, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. But like, it's interesting because you think on you think you're pretty the same every month, but when you look, you're like, oh, I moved in August, so like I spent like an exorbitant amount of money oh my during God. Christmas, like you said, dude. I, mean, I was just talking to my friend who flew to New York a couple of days ago, or maybe right before Christmas. He paid like seven hundred bucks to go to LA to New York, and I'm like, again, that is yeah. like you could fly to Japan for like eight hundred bucks right. in February, right. you know? Exactly. Uh, so it does definitely add up, but yeah, uh, totally. That's so good. you know, I think that's kind of weighing on my mind. You know, it's like you, it's like moment by moment uh you know do i feel rich or poor and <laughs> i have to remind myself that i like, relate I'm, to that so much you know what i'm saying it's every moment is different every moment you're like okay do i have money or not and i think it's hard for me to break out of that mentality because for such a long time when you know when you're in your 20s mm-hmm. you're just like do i have enough money to take out a 20 from the bank yeah yeah you yeah, know? Yeah, 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 yeah right yeah. and now obviously i have more money than that but i still kind of have the mentality where like do i still have a positive above one thousand dollars in the bank account for that, sure do i, I that counts as like rich or poor it, it's so crazy because i know exactly what you're talking about you can make a decent money and still feel this way i always wonder for people who think like us what is that magic number where you stop thinking like that mm. is there a magic number where you're like i never really have to think about it's not that you're going crazy. It's just that you stop feeling moment to moment poor. Mm. You know, I did feel like that for a little while. There was a golden age where, <laughs> where I was doing pretty good. Like I had a freelance job, I but love it how was this like, is already behind you. The yeah, golden age is it's all down. You. The golden ages are done. <laughs> I had because the golden age where I had like was making good money from I had like a permalance job so I yeah. had like a really good rates and everything and uh, I didn't have my child yet yeah I uh, was like living at this place that was like me and my wife it was pretty um, pretty cheap to live there it was like a, you know like far from the train and I just had like surplus you know mm, what I'm saying mm, just mm, like mm. surplus all the time and I and I and it was the one of the few times in my life where I was like if something came up where I was like, I need to spend X amount on something, no problem. Like I remember, oh, this is this is how you know you're rich. I bought so much insurance. I got insurance for everything. <laughs> like life insurance? I got like insurance to like cover like my jewelry. Like I have oh, like, you know, my you wife's did, right. wedding ring covered that. You know you're rich when you buy some t- like a TV on Amazon and you buy the insurance. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, when you click on that, like, uh, yeah, do you want tech protection? Yeah, I'm like, Alliance or yeah. whatever, that company with the Z. Yeah. I have no idea what they do. Yeah, you click on that and you're like, ballin'. That's so funny. That's how you know you got money, with man. With flights, too. I, I always do know, but like, shamefully. Because flights are like, would you like to cover insurance? Oh, the travel for, thing. Yeah, 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 I never do it, but you're right. If you're rich, you could do it. Yeah. Um, okay, Mike. Well, I want to understand more about the relationship between you and money. And I had a podcast with you for so long. Oh, yeah, I, don't, I don't know that I've ever really asked these questions. I don't think so. We so always you, talked about doing the, I mean, doing this something like this, right? <laughs> yeah. This was supposed to be us. No, yeah, totally. And then you were like, wait a minute, you're ugly. <laughs> Get out of my face. And I agree with you. Let's not act like that's not act like that's like a solid business decision. I think it okay. makes a lot of sense if you look at this pie chart here. Ugliness factor it's, <laughs> takes up most of it. So, um, okay, well, this is how we always start. Like, so what was your relationship with money growing up? Yeah, and I'm I'm talking about like from when you were a kid, high school, whatever. Like, yeah. how did you sort of view it? You know, was yeah. it something you were aware? Did you feel like you were poor? Like, sort of tell me like 
how you thought about money from a young age. Yeah, totally. Um, you know, I got to talk about it from the Asian American perspective. My parents are Vietnamese American. Yeah. So they came over here and they were refugees, right? But it's a little, it's a little, it's complicated. It's not like in America, people think refugees like they straight up rolled up in here with nothing, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of, a lot of people did. Um, I think my, my father came here with nothing, but my mom was here. She was already in college and my dad was in college and, so they had education, mm -hmm. so that was really important. And then they had support from the United States government who was like trying to settle everybody. So let's just say this, what, this I, I've talked to you about this before, but I always think about generationally, where do you, where you are generationally mm -hmm. inf influences like so much about how your opportunities for, for economics and stuff. So my parents, you know, they, they had edu college educations, but this is the eighties, they were refugees. Uh, but by the time I, me and my sister were born, they owned a house and a car and they were able to have a very comfortable life because this was Texas in the eighties. Everything mm -hmm. was cheap as shit. There was so much surplus. So, uh, they kind of were able to have this nice cushy lifestyle. So I never thought of myself as being, you know, poor. We were not poor. Mm -hmm. We were like mm -hmm. middle class. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, I don't think they had a lot of savvy as far as like, um, you know, well, we got to invest in this and that and so I think for them, it was um, the cool, the, the crazy thing that I think for Vietnamese people is like, oh, you can own land. Mm, and that was mm -hmm. always a big way for them to kind of like accrue wealth, right? Okay. So they did everything they could to buy a uh, house, uh, house. They were able to buy a house pretty affordably. Again, it was the 80s. It was like super cheap to buy a home. Uh, and then as soon as like other... Um, you know, relatives came to this country, they would like live with us until they could buy a house. And that was like a very oh, Vietnamese strategy. Oh, yes, yes, You know what yes, I'm saying? Yeah. We would just like, everybody would just live in this one person's house. We're going to be all on top of each other. But then once we save enough money, then we buy a second house. Then we buy a third house. And, and at the time, again, 80s and 90s, like real estate wasn't like now where it's like, shooting up through the roof right right it was like okay it, you could it was a good place to put your money right if you had a regular job you could buy a regular exactly. house yeah but it was just like it was a good place to put your money and and it's paid dividends now um but that i think was like how they mainly thought about accruing wealth mm -hmm. now what did your parents do professionally? and gold sorry gold and is gold. The other thing <laughs> gold is the other thing my mom used yes. to have like mad gold ingots she was just like this is the way in case if shit hits the fan again we got to jump on a boat we're gonna be getting our gold okay <laughs> My <laughs> girlfriend's parents are Bulgarian. They also have silver yes, in the house. There you go. Um, and some are like in coin form. Some are like yes. straight up look like what you find in Ocean's Eleven, like a, <laughs> like a bar. Yeah, yeah. It's so crazy that they still have that. Yes. Because they were like, oh yeah, you can melt this and like make it into a weapon or something. Like, they're like, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. No. And and here's the thing too is that like that that mentality like housing obviously is like crazy right now. Gold uh, reached a crazy high, yeah. you know, in the uh, like around the uh, time of the pandemic. So like it, hey, you know what? They maybe were onto something because mm -hmm. these are mm -hmm. like, you know, uh, uh, there's limited amounts of these things, and so they were like, there's a limited amount of these things. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go get it, and that's what they kind of yeah. did. And what yeah. did your parents do professionally? So my mom, uh, uh, she's retired now. She's a nurse. My dad worked at a Seven Eleven all your life. No, no, he he did there. He worked there all through the you know through our time in texas which again just want to point out to you my dad was a, you know he's a manager at a 7-eleven <laughs> but she's you know it's a 7-eleven yeah and he owned a house and bought oh a car oh my god i think yeah. they had two cars it was crazy this is, the, is the 80s it's the 80s bro you could work at a 7-eleven yes and, and have a family yeah and, <laughs> and and my mom was like my mom was a nurse but like you know she she 
they were straight up middle class people and it was not a big deal you know i always think about how i make multitudes of money compared to them even adjusting for inflation between me and my wife and we're not going to be getting fucking buying a house and buying cars <laughs> and cash and shit so it's just like i forgot what your question was but yeah. that's that's sort of again i want to kind of stress that what point. was that dynamic like growing up because your mom has this like sort of noble profession mm. were you sort of ever like a two questions like what were you ever like embarrassed that your dad worked at 7-eleven and also did your mom ever give your sh- your dad shit for that or yeah. like or was it pretty like this is what we do we're immigrants like everybody's doing what they can do was it pretty peaceful gosh man dude i think that um I talk about this on my podcast, Asia, not Asia. <laughs> Plug it. Plug Plug it. it. <laughs> Available on all uh, streaming <laughs> platforms. But, you know, I, I do think that there's some, this interesting thing where um, Asian immigrant women, they sometimes have a better, um, they're, they're more able to fit into the new country because they can do all these different kinds of jobs. Whereas I think for the males, for men, it's a little bit more limited. Uh, I, it's hard to explain, but... You know, if you didn't have an advanced degree, you know, mm-hmm. and you're just like a like a regular dude, you're like what are the opportunities for you as a, as an Asian male immigrant, right? Like, are you going to work in construction? Are you going to, you know, what I'm saying, like, right, you, it's right, it's right. harder for you to find a a job. I think interesting. Um, so he took jobs where he could, and I think I definitely learned this from him. You know, after he worked at Seven Eleven, he came over to uh, we came to California, and he. Uh, he like did all these random jobs. He's really, really smart. So he was like an accountant for a little bit, but like, you know, kind of like a low level accountant. But uh, eventually he worked at the post office. This is a big thing. Mm-hmm. My parents were always like, if you can work for the government because the government can never fire you. It's super duper stable. <laughs> they were all about that. Yeah. Even to this day, my sisters both work for um, uh, big higher education university things, right? That, right, institutions that institutions can they cannot be, you know, they cannot. They're very protected right. financially, like UCLA or something like that. Right? Exactly, like, they, they they're not gonna go away. Ever. Exactly, yeah. so like it's very safe. You know, when uh, when it was obvious that I wasn't gonna become a doctor, they were like, become a teacher because teachers like they can't be fired. They have unions, you know. So mm. they were they were all about that mentality. So my um, my dad worked for a post worked for the post office for you know however long you get a pension that's right. a big thing my right. mom has right. a pension as well um, so that that was like where they were going and to this day I've always been like my dad like where can I just get money and how yeah. can I get that in a very safe way like I we were talking up at the top of the episode like I've always got to be working and I always. I could. I always saw that my parents were were worried about money, and but also worried about stability, right? So that's always in my mind, and that's why I think it's weird that I'm also a comedian because in the back of my mind is always like I still have to have a job, like a regular job, right, even right, if I right. got like a fucking Netflix special. I'm like on Monday, I'm still going into the office, you know? Like I mean, I think that's a very common thing. I was reading about Chris Estrada is a comedian who has mm. a, a Hulu show called This Fool. He like sold a show. It got made by Fred Armisen. And his article was about he literally worked at a warehouse until the day he got the call saying this would be on Hulu. Yeah. So he just quit his job like yeah. whenever that show came out, like, I don't know, six, eight months ago or whatever. Yeah. And and he's probably <clears throat> going to have coffee with his boss to ask, <laughs> can yeah, I yeah, get yeah. the part time shit going back again? <laughs> it's just like it's just like it's inside of like our our fibers. I, I remember yeah. like having long talks with my sisters about like, you know, uh, we be talking about our careers and everything you could tell we were pointing ourselves towards jobs which were going to be like 
bedrock, I guess, like foolproof. Right. It's, you know it's what I'm not saying? about making a billion dollars. No, 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 no. It's always it's about making seventy five for fifty five. Exactly. Years. Yes. That is gold. Exactly. Right? To us, yeah. I remember when um you know after I graduated you know uh my I I got my first like job job right it was like you know a job in the office yeah my mom was so fucking happy she was just like you're not going to become a homeless guy this is great <laughs> and it was not a lot of money it was like 40 she, grand she relatives my yeah. son's gonna be homeless guy yeah. anymore <laughs> yeah and i think that's like the bar for uh immigrant parents it's like if you didn't come become a doctor okay second best thing just a guy at the dmv you know like that's uh, my mom would have so been extreme yeah and and yeah. i think and to this day sometimes i'm like man it would be not so bad to work at the dmv it's pretty you know you got your like you know it's only like 10 to 5 or something like that it's it's in there like it's rattling around and it's hard to get away from that like yeah. monetarily speaking like the i'm not very i'm not a very big risk taker like i'm not gonna get into bitcoin like you know i i, I i'm probably never gonna be rich because i don't have like i'm gonna you know ride it let, let it ride you know mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i'm always gonna try to like go for that safer so, thing but do you think like okay it's interesting you say all this because when i first met you like 10 years ago whenever it was uh you had like kind of just moved to New York or maybe you, you like graduated from college and you moved to New York because mm. you didn't really have a you had jobs in California, but you didn't have a career. And you came to New York around 2008 or nine. Right. Was, yeah. was when I was in doing when I was in college. You came here to like reinvent yourself. And when mm, I had yes. met you, I think you had just gotten let go. But you had all these like weird jobs and shit <laughs> like that. Yeah. You know, and I, I'm just trying to reconcile like you had you you had this like you're saying all oh, stability is in my fiber. Yeah. yeah. But here you are not doing that yeah. at all. Yeah. And I just wanted to ask you about like, obviously when you come to New York to make it in whatever field, obviously at the time you weren't trying to make it in comedy, you were trying to make it just in like marketing, whatever. right? <laughs> Which is really cool. Um, but like what, uh, what was going through your mind in those days mm. of Mike Nguyen when yeah. you were like, I, I remember one time you told me you were interning for free. Oh yeah. You yes. were already in your thirties. Yes. Right. Like you, you were doing wild shit. <laughs> I think the other flip side to, just looking for something stable is to just um, become like, like have almost no overhead. Right. Uh -huh. And I was, I was pretty good at that. Yeah. I was pretty good at like finding a really cheap place to live, you know, living frugally if I really needed to. Uh, I still made horrible money decisions. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like I remember one time I went and I only had a hundred dollars in my uh, bank account and I went and bought a hat for a hundred dollars. <laughs> It was so dumb. I was so stupid. Wait, why? I was so dumb. Well, tell me about that. So that's what I'm the interested hat, the in. That's pretty tight. <laughs> it's really cool. I can show it to you later. No, I, okay. This is what I'm talking about because, okay, if I had $100, I would never, ever do that. And it's interesting because we both have like, it's yeah. so, you just told this long ass emotional story about how like <laughs> money is so important, stability is so important. I'm always going to prioritize stability over these risky things. And then here you are telling me about this one point in your life where you only had $100 to your name and you bought a fucking stupid ass hat. Yeah. Now, what was going through your mind? Was it like, why are you able to do that with your money? Because I wouldn't be able to do that with right, my money. Right. I think, um, I think, you know, for, for me in particular, this isn't for other immigrants, but like, I guess like the, the moral is like, even if you try to go and be this crazy artist person who lives in New York and does all these things, there's the tug of you... Like there's something whispering in your ear saying, shouldn't you be working at the DMV or something like that? Yeah, right. There's yeah. always like that. And I, uh, I've, I've thought about it a lot. There's, I feel a lot of times your life, there's like a groove in your life that you're supposed to fall into, mm -hmm. right? Your family set this up for you. You're going to go to college and then you're going to have like a stable job and you're going to do that. And 
you always think when you deviate from that, how much better life could be if you just went back to that. If mm-hmm. you went back to Cal, mm-hmm. if I went back to California and lived like my, my, uh, even this Christmas, I, uh, hung out with, you know, my big ass family and my aunt who's done very well financially. She's like, Mike, stop this foolishness. We have three homes in Orange County for all the cousins, for all of you guys to live in if you want to. And she's like talking about me and my sisters and everything. Like we're all like spread out all over the country. Um, but that, you know, the parent mentality, right? That parent immigrant mentality is we have these resources. Just come home so that we can uh, start live, building live with us the, for free. Yeah, live with us for free <laughs> and so you can build the empire up, yeah. right? But all of, us, all of us cousins, I'm probably the most extreme version because I moved the furthest away and I have like the weirdest job. It, you know, our whole thing, we're Americans. So like we're trying to set out and we're trying to find happiness or whatever kind of nebulous goal we want to have, right? So we, we have those two sides. So on the one hand, I'm like, I got to like, I got to try to find a stable job. On the other hand, I'm going out and I'm spending a hundred dollars on a hundred dollar hat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, it's, those are the two things. And that's yeah. like, oh. that, that, that has defined my experience. And I think that defines a lot of Asian American experiences. Like we're, we're trying to go out and do these things. We're like halfway in the American chase your dreams world and halfway in the let's, let's go and live for free with, you know, our, with my mom. Yeah. I think like, you know, we were just talking about the way our parents teach us about money is so extreme. It's like doctor or yeah. parking um, valet yeah. guy, right? But yeah. they would be happy about the parking valet guy because the Hilton's never going to go out of business or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for you, it's like, I think sometimes when you get stuck in that stability mentality, you lash out yeah. and you buy a $500 hat <laughs> because you just can't take it anymore. Well, or here's the thing too. I, I, just, just very quickly, if you really think about the way that, I mean, I'm going to talk about Vietnamese people, Vietnamese Americans, mm-hmm. our relationship to uh, jobs and money. It's not actually about getting rich. Mm-hmm. It's um, doctor. You don't. Yes, you uh, for Vietnamese people, you, they know that doctors make good money, but it's not about being rich, because if it was about being rich, they would have told us to be bankers. Right. Right. It's not about it's about the doctor thing is about pride. Mm. It's about pride for the community. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you look at how Vietnamese people like spend money. Yes, we're frugal. You know, our, our parents are frugal, but then we'll go out and we'll buy a fucking Chanel purse. Right. Because right, we're trying right, to right. flex for the community. So you have to uh, think about it like that. Like everything has to be related to that. You tell me. You bought this fucking hat and you're like, this is for the Vietnamese community. Yeah. yeah. This is the Vietnamese community. Check, check this out, mom. You like this? Oh I can break dance. Chase is calling you immediately because you're a little bank. Yeah. Oh so that's God. like sort of like, I think the, 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 the value system that mm. you have, like the way that you think about money. Why are you using the money? It's so that you can show that you're doing well for the people in your life, right? Right, like, right, right. You know, I'm, I'm a doctor and therefore I have a lot of status. I, uh, you know, a Mercedes is only worthwhile if you can show it off at the club, right? right? right we don't right, have right. a club. We only have Vietnamese church. church. So we're going to roll up <laughs> roll in the Mercedes church. Vietnamese church. <laughs> you, you speak about money that way. Like, you know, there's some people though, I think, who just accrue money for no reason. They don't have to show it to anybody else. But for... Asian people, this is very broad, you know, you accrue money for a reason, you know, mm. and you have to think about, I think that's really like a lot of, it's driving a lot yeah, of Yeah, no, decisions. that makes so much sense. Um, so I don't know if you actually said this, but like, what is your job? Oh, <laughs> I <laughs> you uh, like work in advertising. Right? Yeah, that's I work like, in advertising. Work I'm in a advertising. creative strategist, right. which and, is, yeah. And you've sort of had your ups and downs, but now you're like, you have a full-time job. Yes, I have a job. You're making good money. You're happy. Yeah. And I've, I've known you for a long time, but when we stopped the podcast, you had a baby. And I wanted to ask mm-hmm. you about 
dad money questions because okay, yeah. I f- because I just visited my sister who had a baby over Christmas and I saw how much money time and resources that baby needs for it to stay alive yeah, yeah. and my sister is married to a doctor so they can like afford certain things yeah but again they're not like millionaires or anything like that and I, I know that you know when I was in my previous companies I've had CEOs sort of talk about their child experience and they hire like night nurses yeah, so totally. that they can go to work, right? Totally. But obviously my sister's not doing that. You're not doing that. No. James Corden is doing that. You know what <laughs> right. I'm saying? And so I just I just sort of thought about like, oh, like it's one thing to be like, oh, I'm married to a doctor. I'm like, oh, you're rich, you know? But then you tell me you have one kid and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. are you rich yeah, now? Yeah. And so, you know, since you became a dad recently, how has that changed the way you view your finances? Are there certain sacrifices? Because, because, uh, I, the salary that you make is a respectable amount, okay? Yeah. I think it's okay to say you're. It, it's in the six figures. We're allowed to say that. Yeah. We're allowed to say that. Yeah. And that's great. New York City. No, it's if great. You're, if you're one person, that's great. Yeah. If, if you have a wife who's making you no know, about the same amount, that's double income. That's dope, right? But now that you add the child into yeah, the thing, totally. Now I'm like, is that a, is that a lot of money? Yeah. I don't know. It it is. Um, you know, when I first brought my son home, I was worried about the money thing, but when they're a baby they don't really consume that much, right? They're a baby, right? So, you you know, the, people are always like, oh, diapers are so expensive. They're not that bad. It's mm. okay. It was okay. But as he's gotten older, now he's like nine months old and like I can already see the costs like exponentially increasing. Okay, like what? So the the big thing, the big thing is childcare. That's like, the, like nannies. N- a nanny okay. or if you have a daycare. Or and how much like do these things cost? I think... Like a range. Uh, I think I think you can think of it as like your childcare is about essentially like another rent another a month a rent a month okay so like maybe like it depends of course this is a huge like range but like anywhere from like 400 to 800 per week okay right yes and that's uh, a lot it's a lot (laughs) it's a lot lot. 400 to 800 per week yeah right and it it, of course it could be way more or it could be a little less but um that you know that's just like another huge amount of 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 cost <clears throat> you know obviously we live in a very expensive city so our rent is very high as it is um and then you know there's uh i think the really scary thing is as you think about in the future those things that they will need so you know i cannot ever send my son to private school but right, like if right. you wanted to do that that's like a tra- crazy amount of money you know you, they've got all these things that um they could have. I guess that's mm-hmm. that's the big thing. Like 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 I I know some very well to do people, and you're always like, well, should I? What are the opportunities that I want to give my son? Right. Right. And you feel if you can't give those opportunities, you are a bad parent. Oh, <laughs> right? I see. So for example, like I've never been skiing. My parents, we were not ski money family. Right. 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 I think that's. You know, uh, an expensive sport. Right. Um, and by the way, that's not a crazy thing to say. A lot of people no, have not gone I skiing. Think a lot of people I, I totally not skiing. But let's just say for, you know, there are people who have gone skiing and that's going to help your life later on if you meet another guy at the club and we're all going skiing. Come on, Chet, let's go skiing together. Yeah. You think about those things. You think about like the things that I can't provide for him may affect his life outcomes later on. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like, like going to Disneyland or something like that, right? Like I really want to go with him. Uh, it would cost us easily like ten thousand dollars. Right, right, with the planes, hotels, planes, everything. fucking Disney is gonna yeah. be so expensive. So you, you, 
you know, right now, I'm, like financially, it's fine. We're doing okay. But like, if I think in the future, like what are the things that, that that's the math I'm doing in my head. Right. So right now it's like, you can handle it. It's a fine. But the second he starts going to school, he wants video games yeah, if now. He wants, he to do wants this, school, school, And whatever. you want to do it for him. It's yeah. not like, this isn't like, oh, well. And I see now like my parents, right? Like uh, the, the, how hard it must've been for them, right? They obviously wanted to send us to a good school. They wanted to like get us a car. And I was so ungrateful as like a fucking shitty teenager. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Dude, that's Toyota Camry that they got Exactly. You, you yeah. know, I was just like, but like they're trying their best to do all these things and they see uh, you know the opportunities and the things that my friends had and I want to make sure that he has those things as well so that's like really weighing on you and now I how think. is that affecting like the way you spend money because I you know obviously you uh, a, you're into fashion yeah. you like tech shit like you have hobbies <laughs> yeah. you like you love drinking <laughs> you oh, have yeah. a lot you have a lot of friends you love to eat out like these are all the things that I did with you pre-baby yeah and I wonder if now since you have a baby are you more conscious about your spending and yeah. stuff like that? Like, is it, I don't want to use the word negatively impacting, but are you more conservative with your lifestyle to give it to him? Well, I think um, part of it though is you do want to impart your values onto your child. And part of that is we live in the city. We are city people. We're mm-hmm. going to go out and do stuff. I take my son <laughs> to the bar all the time. <laughs> <laughs> that's New York City parenting. That's New York City parenting. And I'm not the only that. one. I'm no. see, I see mad parents there. I'm like, what's going on? Oh, look at little look at little Tyler. How you doing? Oh, you want to do a shot? You know, like, dude, when you go to a beer garden in like Long Island City, bro. it's 70% kids. Yeah. It's 70% kids. This is what you do, you know? <laughs> this is like what we do. We're, we're here. We're going to spend the, the money on the things we think are important, which is not to say like we should be spending money at the bar all the time. But like, you know, we're going to go out. We're going to do stuff in the city. We're going to like, we're taking him to the subway and all that shit and yeah. are on the subway. And so um, I think that, uh, you know, your money spending reflects your uh, your values. Mm-hmm. Now, that said, I do think that like, hey, uh, I do need to make some trade offs because like, you know, before in the golden age, it didn't matter. I was spending money on insurance like crazy. Golden age. <laughs> now it's like now it's like I do have to uh, I do have to be much more conscious of you know, uh, not just the money, but also the time I spend. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, I can't, I can't do as much stand up because I'm like, this show has got to be worth it for me to leave my son for, you know, a whole evening. Right. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. he's only going to be this age for literally like a few weeks or right, a, few, right. a month or whatever the fuck it is. So I really have to weigh that out. It mm-hmm. has to be worth it. You know? So I, I think it just puts you in, it really, you know, I, I keep saying the word values, but it really makes you order your values. Like, mm. what are the things I really want to spend yeah, money and, on? And do you like surrendering to that? Because when I saw my sister do that, I mean, she was never like a career oriented person to begin with, but like, it, she looks like she's enjoying it, you know? Which I, is which is good. I think every parent is enjoying it. I do. I do enjoy it. Sometimes I think I must be a really bad parents because i really like being a dad <laughs> people are always complaining about oh my god my dad ruined i mean my my kid ruined my life you know those hacky kind of yeah yeah, jokes. yeah, 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 yeah i yeah. like being a dad it's it's cool like it's you know like that's there were, i think there's a time and place in your life to be going out to the bars and doing that shit but like when i go do comedy and i'm out there and i see these 20 year olds running around trying to get laid and shit I feel bad. I feel sorry for them. I, right, I really right. do. I feel I'm like, oh, you're trying to live your life because someone thinks you think this is what a good time is. Oh, I you see. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. I don't have that. I love hanging out with my son. I wish I could do more for him. I wish I had more money. I never thought, I never really wanted to have a lot of money, 
now I do because I because you want to give him. I stuff. want to give him stuff. It's not really for you. Yeah, I told you before, like at the beginning of this, I'm I'm pretty good at like having low overhead. Yeah, I yeah, I, yeah, I can yeah. live. You know, I can live pretty frugally, and I'm okay with that because that's my choice. And mm-hmm. if if it was just me and my wife, we can do that because we chose that. Right. My son had no choice. He just was just born. He just popped out, and was just like this is not his choice for to be alive. Yeah. So it's up to me. <laughs> it's really not right. You think about it. Like he has no, my decisions not, aren't just affecting me anymore. It's going to affect him. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. he has no say he's literally a child. He has no power. And so he, you know, I have to think about it like that. You know, do you guys, um, I don't know. I, I feel like this is just changing with the times, but like when people get, I, I don't know how like everybody's bank accounts are set up when you get married and stuff. But like, like now that you have this child, do you ever like buy something for yourself, and then maybe your wife sees it and is like, "Why'd you buy that hat or whatever?" Is that everything? It's like <laughs> we're supposed to be hat. saving for yeah, yeah, yeah. You keep buying hundred dollar hats, <laughs> but even though you're supposed to be saving for his birthday party or something, you know, um, are there things like that where we call each other out on like, "Hey, wh- where'd you get those Gucci shoes?" Because you and your wife both very yeah. into fashion, yeah, not like stupid like gaudy fashion yeah. but but it looks cool but i know that sometimes it can get mm. a little pricey and i wonder how that's affected both of your sort of like you know well i think a, a big thing is like you have to you have to just talk your way through a uh, talk your way around i mean talk okay. through all talk your, way out of, talk your way out of all it's all for these, the community no, no no it's for my it's all that at the, when i'm at church uh, well, all, this is all for church all that. the all the aunties will see and jesus will love me life doesn't happen bi-weekly so why should payday the money you earn can be in your hands today with Earnin. Earnin is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck, then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. Hey, remember when you said you were going to get me that gift from Japan last week? Whatever happened to that? Oh, yeah. I kind of ran out of funds, but I'm going to use EarnIn to get you that last-minute gift because you're a loved one. Yay! Download EarnIn today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the EarnIn app, type in Cuties under Podcast. When you sign up, it'll really help the show. Cuties under Podcast. Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. EarnIn is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. <laughs> no, it's um you have to talk your you have to talk through all your decisions. So like right. we had like a bunch of talks. I think the big thing is uh you know when we we, we had a couple of trips we had to travel to go see our friend um uh for in in New Orleans it was her, it was her 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 wedding and we like we sat I sat down and I was like you know the, if we do this we we can't spend money on this. Mm. You know. So I think if you uh are honest with those things then it's going to be you're going to be in a better place you can't just pretend that like we just have infinite resources yeah but if you're like 
we're if we do this, we can't do this, you know. And we waited out, and we decided to go. And it wasn't um, it it wasn't like a clear cut decision. We were you know we really had to make a hard choice. So I think that's like you have to you have to be able to talk through all the different things. Yeah. Do you feel like see like this is such a depressing ass conversation because <laughs> you two are, not supposed to be. No, no, no. You two are both like like. You have you both have good jobs. I have a lot of friends like that who are like in New York City. Yeah. You're not fucking millionaires, but you have good jobs. No, I have a and good job. if, if you didn't have a kid, like, and you you could just do whatever. You could go to Paris every other week if you fucking want. You know what oh, I mean? I like, see. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. But but when you have a kid and you start thinking about the future, like in New York City, in major cities, I think a lot of people in major cities feel this way. It's like. Oh, I'm sorry. Is $150,000 not enough to have a good life right. here? And do you ever feel like, I mean, are you like, have you ever considered like moving to like Ohio or something? Cause you just have to, to <laughs> provide a better life for your son or whatever it is. Like I had a friend who raised his kid here, Long Island city, but he, it was the same thing. He was like, Oh, it's just like so expensive. And yeah, he's like, now totally. that he's like six or seven it's like, they moved to Ohio Yeah, and they bought a house and you know, for like, and Ohio is getting kind of expensive too, but well, relative to here, it's fine. But yeah. it's like, Oh, you guys like... <clears throat> Like he worked at um uh what was that company uh, Edelman I think they oh, do yeah, like PR. Yeah. so he's like a VP like he's a great job, job but it's like yeah. you had to you're a VP at this huge marketing company and you can't you couldn't see a life here with your son right. so you had to go to Ohio yeah that makes me insane like that makes me so mad and upset and confused it, you know? I, yeah you got two points going a that the amount of money I make is uh I mean last year I made the most money I've ever made. I will, you know, I made about one hundred and fifty thousand mm-hmm. uh, dollars, but that's including some like I don't know extra shit that came and in the podcast and the podcast. <laughs> it really did. The podcast helped too. That's that's a, that's a neo fund, dude. Yo, I have to tell you that like our that you that I make even a positive amount from comedy is yeah. amazing. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah. that puts me in like a one percent category yes. of com- comedians. Yeah. The, uh, anyways, going back to like I, this is how much money I made. I have it on a piece of paper because, like, I can't believe it. So, so I, I look at it all the time. <laughs> just, it's just, a, we're just one I'll show number. It to you. One I'll show number it to you. on a piece of paper. I'll show it to you later. This is like, like my, my, my job printed it out. Like, this is how much your compensation was. I was like, yeah. this is crazy. <laughs> um, and it does make me upset because if, you know, if in my 20s or in high school, someone was like, you're going to make this much money out of $2,000. I'd be like, oh, wow, I'm going to be rich. This is like a, this is... I don't know where <laughs> this is. It's become. I don't know how it became where that's not a it, significant amount significant. of money. That should be like people should be like bowing oh, down. That's a very good amount of money. I should be able to like support my family and 100%. shit like that. One hundred percent. Of course, then my wife also makes money. So it's like yeah. we, you know, we cleared like you know uh, two hundred grand. That's a shit ton that's of money. So much money. But like I don't, you know. And again, we're we're not. I'm not like we're not in the hole or anything like that. We're we're doing fine. But it's like I rent. I don't own a car. Um, I'm, you know, like you you you, you kind of think about. Uh, I think most people we don't want. I don't want like a bling bling life. I don't. I don't right, have right. to like live on the beach with like this whole thing. I just want to like not be fucked with by capitalism too much. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and is I that think too that's, much to ask for. Is that too much to ask for? I mean, that's I think what was before. <laughs> you know, when like if you own a house, you can you you can be less fucked with by whatever the forces of the, the economic forces yes. out there. But now it just feels like you you either have you're either at the whims of like you know those forces, or you're going out and you're seeing people with like four houses and like two of them are Airbnbs and you're just like, what the fuck is right, going right, on right. here? So you know, it's hard to get kind of socialist. I, I also on you. feel like. 
So like anybody who makes like 150-ish, like I think I, to me that says like, oh, you're smart and you have a good job and you work very hard to get here. Anybody who makes like 300 and above, I'm like, some, like you've sacrificed something. Yeah, Either something happened. Either your company is like directly shoving bubble tea straws <laughs> in the turtles' noses or, or, like, or like you're not around for your kids, right? Like I think to make that amount, now you have to be a shittier person. Um... <laughs> And I think that's a sacrifice that a lot of people are not willing to make, and it's totally fine. And it sucks that you have to be punished for that by being like, well, it's either you rent forever in Brownsville or you have to move to Erie, Pennsylvania. Yeah. You know? Let me tell you this, though. I will shove a straw right up a fucking. <laughs> I don't that, give a fuck. If that means getting. 300,000? What did you say? Is that how much it is? I'll do it fucking right now, bro. I'll do it forever. I'll do it right fucking now. right now, dude. But here's, but here's the thing I, I always think about, too, and, and I don't know if this is a lesson or maybe this is just some poor people mentality that I have yeah i always think like listen at a certain point um how much money is 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 enough money do you mm -hmm, know like mm -hmm. i don't ask of it as like why do i not make more money but like instead why is everything so expensive right you right, know right, right. like, like I, you're doing fine I mean, stop gaslighting me you know i'm yeah. doing fine I, yeah. I, I remember like uh this is like a long time ago I, I remember i got a job and i was like let's just say i was making 40 and then like i i don't know i can't remember i got like a promotion or something and then i was making 50 percent more i was making 60 yeah and i was like oh this is really good and i was still like um looking around and i still felt like i didn't have enough money and i, I realized i was like well is this maybe this is how it always is maybe you always can have more money and so i feel the mentality my mentality needed to change as far as like it's not it's not about making more and more and more. It's like understanding how you're spending your money. Like what are the forces around you that are causing you to like feel like you don't have money? Because I could see easily, I get that job shoving straws up through the noses. <laughs> Great make, job, by the way. I make 300 grand. <laughs> Honestly, if I made that much money, is that enough? Right. Is that enough? I right, don't know. Right. I fucking don't know. Yeah. Because... It's an arbitrary number, right? Yeah, I, what yeah. a, why not? A, why not a million? You know, like yeah. there's always more things you kind of want. So to go back to the values thing, it's like, where <laughs> am I? Where am I? Where do I put my values? Right. Where, do I need to flex for the antis at church? Yeah, yeah, it's all about do the I, church. Yeah, you know, like I always try to think about it like that, and yeah. you know, it's it. I think it does help to think of it like that because there are times, honestly, when I'm lying there at night and I've got my son you know, in the crib and my wife is next to me and I have a little tiny backyard with a little like, uh, little you know, grill? you saw a little grill. A little Webster, Weber Dude, grill? let me tell you this. I have a, to have an outdoor space with a grill. In New York City. I'm a fucking billionaire. Bro. <laughs> I'm so rich. I, I, I do sometimes think I'm like, that's the thing. I sometimes think I'm the richest person in the world. I have a family. I have every, I'm safe. We're, we're, we're all healthy. Yeah. We're fucking rich. Yeah. So it's, it's all good. But then, you know, it's, it's like when you kind of think, those things that are fucking with you, then you get upset. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I want to do some quick, like, rapid-fire fun questions okay. before we get into the game. Um, these are just random-ass questions about your finances. Okay. How much do you pay for your haircut? Oh, nothing. Nothing? And how I long has that hair. been going on? Oh, I've been doing that since, like, oh, gosh, before I moved to New York. So, like, these are the 15 years. I, oh, I, my God. I think in the last 15 years, I've probably spent $100 on haircuts. You, you're saving so much money. Yeah, it's, it helps a lot. so much money. Everybody, go bald. That's the <laughs> trick. Go bald. Okay. What kind of credit card do you have? Ooh, I just stepped down from the Chase Sapphire Oh, no. Reserve. Her boy's not doing well. I know. It's just so much money. And it then, is. like, I didn't really travel that much. Dude, I'm about to step down to, uh, what is it? Preferred. It's preferred. Because... 
the reserve is like 400 500 bucks it's 500 and bucks. i'm like and i had to buy like i had i had two right because my wife has one too it's a thousand dollars like so much just money to like yeah no absolutely so i stepped down and it's like only a hundred dollars and like you still get like a good amount of points yeah you don't have some of the other weird perks the one main perk i wanted was uh travel insurance uh for cars i think if you rent with a car with that preferred car you 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 oh, don't have to that. get yeah it's the same oh. as the it's the same as the reserve you don't get some of the other things like um you know that airport fucking the, thing the lounge thing yeah which i never liked i never go in there it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. the food sucks i don't know <laughs> okay and finally what is the dumbest purchase you bought in 2022 oh my god okay this is it hold on here you can okay the camera's running and it's right there hold yes. on watch check this out hold on What is this? What is this? What is this? Okay, this is if you look on the video, it goes you guys you guys on YouTube? Yes, we're on YouTube. Okay, YouTube. Bulgarian bag. This is a Bulgarian bag, okay? This is a giant weighted sandbag that has handles. Okay, okay? show the camera. Okay, and you're supposed to grab it, you're supposed to use it to like swing around and like it's gonna help you with your wrestling and strength. When I when the pandemic started, I do Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and I, <laughs> I was like I'm gonna lose all of my 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 jujitsu skills, so I bought this Bulgarian bag. It was like 250 bucks. Oh my god! <laughs> and I used it for maybe like three weeks. Honestly, I probably would use it more now because I have an outdoor space. But yeah. I'm sorry, you gonna do this in public? I thought this oh, was yeah. something you do in private. No, well, you know, I, I, yeah, I got it. So I have this thing. I haven't used it very much. It's impossible to get rid of because it's hard to explain to people what, what it this is. is. I put it up on Facebook, uh, Facebook uh, Marketplace, and people are like, "What the? F do I fuck this?" <laughs> like it's so weird. So I have to. I have to. My wife hates it. By the way, if any listeners are interested, Bulgarian bag. <laughs> Hit up Mike at Nice it's Pants. Great, it's in great condition. Let me tell you that. I'm just gonna wear it from now on. I, when I walked by it earlier, I, I I was like 100. This is uh, some sort of child equipment. Oh, for I see. You thought it was that? Yeah. I saw the word Bulgarian. I'm like, oh, this must be some like authentic, like some Bulgarian child rearing method <laughs> that you're trying out because you live in Brooklyn and you're trying to do something, you know, avant garde or whatever. <laughs> Let's go to the audit game, the, uno, the unofficial audit game where I look at Mike's oh, okay. credit card statements and just sort of like judge your spending habits, bro. Um, you set you sent me some screenshots. Um, video. Mike is uh, he's got a lot of swag. He's got the Bulgarian bag. <laughs> he, you have so much like your your fashion game is on point. You know what's so funny? I this Christmas I looked into buying um, Solomon XT sixes, and I was like, Mike had these three years ago. Oh yeah, <laughs> you had it. You always, made, ca you always catch up to me. Yeah, I made fun. I was like, Why are you wearing these stupid? These are like, so stupid. You had them three years ago, and them. I'm just now trying to buy them on for Christmas. They're expensive um, now too. Yeah. So, but it's interesting because you like you dress like an artist, but on the inside you're like an XL Asian, and I, I suppose <laughs> you're very like you're like I do have a good uh, budget app. I don't know if you guys have a budget app. Use Mint. sponsor. I use uh, you need a budget. Oh, okay. You need a budget.com. We, we used to be sponsored by Truebill, but we're not using them, I guess. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. 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 I use Mint for uh, other like businessy things. But yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So anyways, um, yeah, I, I was surprised to see not, I didn't see any baby purchases, but I guess because you have that on your other cards or whatever. Yeah. One thing I know is that you spend a lot of money on coffee. Like oh, yes. too much. You spend I do $137 spend a lot. on coffee between end of October and end of November. Yeah. So that's about $1,600 a year. Yeah. On coffee. Yeah. Explain yourself. That is a lot. And, um, I w it's even more now because of uh, the pandemic, right. you know. So like, I well, like just make it at home. 
Is that I, a dumb thing to say to a no, coffee No, no, not at all. Not at all. And actually, you're totally right. I was walking around the other day and I bought a, a cold brew because I like cold brew coffee, which is like the most expensive of coffees because of it's so like resource intensive. So I remember I, I bought it and then like I always now I tip the bar barista yeah all the time <laughs> I fucking hate that iPad thing, I know so way. and I it was like a seven dollar it was like a regularly it was like a you know it was like six dollars plus tax plus I had to tip the person and it was like seven bucks yeah and I I don't know if you ever had like a moment where you're like I have to change my life and that was it <laughs> and I was like looking at the seven dollar thing and I was like listen I love coffee I um you know they always teach that lesson actually they always teach that lesson in, in personal finance lessons um the Starbucks effect, right? The latte effect, okay, right? Which is like, is which is this, it's, which is what this is. It's like, if you spend $4 a day on a coffee, that's whatever, $1,600 a year, or, you know, $2,000 a, a year. That this you is could, a MacBook, bro. You yeah. So, MacBook. <laughs> so you can use that like, yeah, you can invest that instead. Um, I always thought of it as like, listen, if you like fucking coffee, then you should do that. Like, if, I don't love my MacBook, <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> right, my right, MacBook right, right. Is, is a prison, you yeah, know, it's, yeah, it's yeah, work, yeah, yeah. it represents work for me. So, yeah. Uh, but I did, I did stop and just think that's too much money. That is too much money. You know, money. like I, there is a point where I'm just like, come on, that's, that's too yeah, much. Even yeah, for a hipster yeah. Bulgarian bad guy like myself. <laughs> I was surprised to see that. Um, I saw a lot of MTA swipes. Do you not have a monthly yeah. card anymore? I don't have a monthly card anymore because. Is that because uh, people are working from home and you're not Yeah, really... I don't, uh, yeah, I don't. Oh, do, maybe you can tell me how much money did I spend on MTA? I didn't add it up. Oh, I didn't add it and up. And it was a lot. I mean, there but, was a but, lot of swipes. I, I mean, I don't do it anymore because I don't live here, but like, how much is monthly now? 130? Uh, it's more than that. I oh, think it's, it? I think, I think I. I love how you wanted me to do the work for you. How I know. Much, how much did I spend? How much did I spend? <laughs> oh my God. I thought you were going to do that for me, bro. Your taxes? I, I honestly gave you this and I was like, I was like, Fumi for finally st tell me what the fuck I'm doing wrong here. And you'd even add it up. What kind of fucking podcast is this? It's so easy. You just like sum it. It's, okay, anyway. So well, you didn't. You sent me screenshots, so I didn't want to copy and paste. Yeah, so I don't. <laughs> you sent me the CSV file. Oh, like shit. a true Excel Asian. But <laughs> it's fine. You'll get I there. I thought about sending it to yeah. you. Anyway, so um, yeah, I, I yeah, I have to use the MTA thing a lot. I actually think that's probably adding up. The, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, ten. Okay, November seventh. You spent fifty six dollars at Tan Ting Huang. I googled. Oh, it's an Asian supermarket. Fuck yeah. Okay. Now, a couple things. Was this a family grocery purchase? What is it? Because I'll be honest with you, when you go to a, anybody who goes to a specialized market, especially if you live in LA, there's, they're everywhere, H-Marts, whatever. There's one for Spanish people, Japanese people, whatever. It's it's pretty, everything's marked up because it's a little expensive. Every time I go to Sunrise Mart or like I did in New York, I couldn't get, I could not get away with $56. I'm always spending up to like 70, 80. Oh, I see. Just because like, I always buy like a bunch of snacks at the end, yeah, <laughs> which yeah, yeah, brings yeah, it yeah, from yeah. 50 to 80. But like, this is actually pretty <laughs> controlled. So I was wondering like what this was. Oh, really? I thought it was going to be even more because that, uh, that purchase there isn't a lot of things. Okay. It's like, um, there's this some, there's this like Vietnamese ham, I guess you could call it. Right. And, um, each one of those, uh, I get the good shit. Yeah. And so like, let's just say, I think they used to be like six dollars and now they're like eight or something like that i bought God. like three of them and i bought like some like noodles or some shit like that like i always think about if you know someone like me who's making like six figures is like damn that was expensive for this fucking vietnamese ham yeah. like it, the the fucking grandma who's living in chinatown must really be hurting for because it, right you know right, this thing right. just went up a whole bunch so this wasn't that many things and so um i thought it was 
it's more than this would have been like even a year ago. Oh, you know I what I'm saying? So, this so was you like didn't a forty dollar. You didn't feel good about this purchase. It was. It hurt a little bit. It hurt. I was like, I, mean, I got to do it. This inflation thing is like fucking. Uh, also, I wanted to bring this up. First of all, I was going to make fun of you for going to. Not make fun of you, but I was going to roast you for going on vacation and spending a lot of money. But New York is so expensive that I realized when you went to NOLA, you probably saved money. <laughs> because um, because you bought coffee in NOLA and it was $4. And in New York, it's $8 because you always go to Blue Bottle. Yeah. So that was actually a great financial move. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's interesting. Yeah, like sometimes when you go somewhere else, you're just so used to the New York prices that somebody would be like, yeah, this is going to be like a you know, $15 cocktail. I'm like, pfft. Give me five. You Dude, know, I'll I take one to go. I went to Houston and I got a Vietnamese sandwich. It was four seventy five. Yeah. I started crying. <laughs> I was like, "This is a sham, right? What's happening right now?" Also, gas in Texas is like two dollars. It's is it really shit. It's because they can make it there. Um, okay, November fourteenth. I think this is you're still in Nola. Maybe you spent a hundred four dollars at Full House Harvey. Yeah. So that yeah, was what happened there. <laughs> that was a Vietnamese place. Yeah. Um, I went pretty crazy there because that's a place that has um crawfish mm -hmm. and uh they have crawfish and vietnamese food and since i haven't ha i've never had crawfish really prepared in like a new orleans style so i really wanted that oh so it wasn't vietnamese oh well there also is vietnamese food oh, okay, and i was okay. like i want you know i want pho and i want this uh boon and like we ordered like i basically was just like yes to everything yeah and i paid for my friends who were there oh really my see again you're saving money because <laughs> if you treat your friends in new york you're dropping 250 oh you yeah oh my shit? god easily. easily easily no way dude i mean gosh dude i mean trust me after every one of these trips yeah on the way to the airport um i my wife and i are having the why do we live in new york Talk. conversation we're constantly <laughs> everywhere we went we also went to but before this we went to uh where do we go we went to fucking like um cape cod right like it, it sounds like a fancy place yeah right still saved money it was like yeah, you know yeah. it's just it's just so expensive here. <laughs> it's funny to be like <laughs> you know, it's like you have to save up for your son's college you're like i guess we gotta do a vacation to uh north carolina <laughs> you gotta go to myrtle beach you gotta, gotta save some money this month guess we gotta save money by going to paris <laughs> Um, I wanted to talk about this because this is a very unpopular opinion, mm. but it's it's kind of related to inflation. It's kind of related to Asian food. I wonder. Okay, I'm only bringing this up because I saw that you spent eighteen dollars at a bummy spot. I don't know if that was one or for two people on November seventh. Um, let's see, November seventh. Bummy Saigon, New York. 1840. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, who, how many people was that for? Was that one or two people? Ooh, you know, that's just... Oh, see, that's what I'm saying with Vietnamese expensive. I mean, Bro, food, uh, food being expensive in saying. New York. Okay, okay, okay. okay. This, and I, yeah. I know you're not supposed to say... Because oh, there's all these New Yorker articles about how like, oh, like Asian food, what you're saying, Asian food shouldn't be worth right, a right, lot right, of money? Right. Fuck you. That's not what the fuck I'm saying. I'm just saying... <laughs> I'm just saying... <laughs> Yeah. Like, can we just cut the woke bullshit for a second? Can we just cut it, just just cut it out for a fucking second? Right. Okay. I I, I love bami. I love all these Asian foods, but but like, do you ever think like, is this a nineteen dollar experience? I see what you're saying. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah. You really gotta ask yourself that. Let me just let me just let me just flip it so that it's woke appropriate. Yeah. Is that like this place, Bangmi Saigon, is a very good. It's a very good uh, Vietnamese sandwich. I think it's like as a good as like a California sandwich. Um, but it is a, I think they position themselves as a no frills kind of place. And you can tell it's a place that you're supposed to go and it's supposed to be just like, you go in there, you can grab a, a quick sandwich and it's going to be good and it's not going to be too expensive, mm -hmm. but the prices have gone up and it's annoying for me to spend, like, I think I bought actually just one sandwich and one other thing and maybe 
maybe I bought a coffee there, but it's super expensive, but I don't think so. But um, it's, I think if it's going to be a little bit of an annoying thing for me, it's going to be, it's going to price out other people. So some because, people because have been priced a, out. you're a bomb me loyalist. I'm a, you're, I'm you're a, a brand passionate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just walk away from marketing ever for me, huh? The brand passionate. What's my persona? Your type. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, what is it? Uh, what is it? Uh, not, not yet rich or something. High income. Not yet. Oh rich. yeah. Yeah. yeah Hindi or something. Yeah. I yeah anyways. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, anyway, so you know it, it's a, it's a, it's 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 expensive, and this place is for sure. Now there are some people who used to go here, as like you know, and they're like working class people who just wanted like a sandwich, and they definitely don't go anymore because right. now a sandwich is like it's got to be like nine dollars. Well, you know that's uh, that makes me sad. And 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 I hear the argument for you know oh yeah you know Asian people should some some places can be elevated and it's expensive, and this place I think is just reflective of the fact that like you know uh inflation hits uh down really hard mm. right so this place is not like a fancy place it's not supposed to be it's very good and they and hey props respect to them they should get all the money they can try to get but um you know for sure now some people have been priced out of that thing so yeah. it's, it's and it, if it hurts it, me it's gonna definitely hurt other people it's their fault because they're raising it because their supplies oh, are yeah, right, right and so yeah i don't know it's like i used to love i mean obviously i love eating authentic any food in New York and LA and all these places. But when it gets to a certain point, uh, a price point, I get bitter and now I don't enjoy the food anymore. Mm. You know, certain ramen, like, dude, ramen is like $20 now. And I'm like, it's not supposed it's to be just $20. simply not. It's it's not $20 good. I'm, it's just not. I'm sorry. I don't know if the vegetables yeah. prices are going up. <laughs> Bro, it's not that good. You know, yeah, it is yeah. good. You know why ramen's good? Because it's supposed to be five dollars. That's right. why it's amazing. Right. If I'm gonna play twenty, I want a fucking steak. You know. And yeah. I think I think that's like a hard thing that I'm I'm gonna get canceled for saying that. No, no. There there was this uh, there was this article the other I don't know month uh, about how like dollar slices are not aren't, aren't a dollar anymore. They're like a dollar fifty or yeah. like two dollars. Yeah. But I, I really was thinking about what makes New York City awesome is that you can come here and be a hungry person, literally hungry, but also like hungry, like for a career. You know, when you first get to New York City, you don't have any money. You're out spending a hundred dollars on a hat. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you have what you can do is you can you can if you really only have a few dollars, you can buy a couple slices at the dollar slice. Yeah, and get by. And get by. And here's the thing: what that does is it, it lets you live for another day. And if you live for another day, maybe the next day, that's going to be when you get your big break. You get oh, that call from, shit. you get that call from the ad agency. You get that call from James Corden. You get the call from whatever. And that changed your life. But you only were able to do that because you stayed in the city and you lived for another day. Now, here's the thing wow. is that the more expensive, something like that gets that, like that floor yeah. dollar slice gets, the harder it is for people to, just stay. to stay in the city. Because now you're like, oh, I can't even literally afford a dollar slice right i have to move away and now you've just like crushed someone's dreams or or you, you lose economic uh right. productivity Cause, cause maybe that guy's really talented maybe they just yeah. needed to be discovered tomorrow exactly oh my god so it's, and, and it's not it's obviously not just for comedians it's for like you know whatever Anybody construction workers and all these people the people who really make new york city work if they can't afford this uh, uh this, two this, the, two, the two brothers <laughs> yeah you know where where is it you know that we're gonna be losing all this economic see, activity now see now you're thinking about that as you're enjoying your sandwich how exactly. is that good anymore you exactly. know you're, you're, it's like it's such a terrible experience now because you're thinking about that it sucks man ah <sighs> okay let's do a couple more here okay now mike you're gonna have to explain yourself here october 31st 17 dallas palace 
skateboard. Oh. <laughs> you were in your 40s. Explain yourself. Explain yourself to worse. your wife and your child. It's even worse. It's actually, these are, these. Th- this is something I bought for my wife. My wife is, is a mom. She's yeah. an Asian mom. And she went and she bought like a, um, some palace, palace. What socks. is this? A skateboard shop? It's a skateboard, like, you know, cool person shop. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, the only thing they have some very cool socks. Uh, they are, each one is like $15 or something <laughs> like that. So she went and bought those. Cause like, you know, we're, uh, you know, here's the thing is sometimes when you're a fashion person, you can just get by buying just like scratching the itch. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're like, Oh, I can't afford to buy like the crazy, you know, the bag uh, or the Gucci, shoes. like, yeah. uh, uh, uh uh, you know, uh, summer collection. So maybe I can just go and like buy something uh, at Urban Outfitter. <laughs> That's what I do all the time. We call it cheap okay. thrills. Yeah. Okay. Um, October thirty first, eBay seventy six dollars and forty four cents. What did you buy? eBay for seventy six dollars. I mean, for certain, it was definitely closed. I don't know what it was. I mean, it was probably like some polo. Are, are there, I mean, like for me, eBay purchases are pretty rare, so I per, I, I would know. Which I buy a lot of I buy a lot of stuff, stuff on eBay. eBay. Here, here's a trick. Um, I was really interested to see what you thought about my monthly thing. I, there are times when I will spend a lot on some swaggy thing, Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But most of the time I don't really, I, I, I think according to my budgeting app and according to this analysis, <laughs> it's not as it's, I've, I've kind of come out of like, I'm going to be going and spending my last dollar on a cool hat, Yeah, you know, because I found that. You know, this is like a personal style thing now where yeah. once you find your personal style, you can go and find the the, the inexpensive way to find, to get it. Mm-hmm, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So instead of going in and having to get the Tom Brown suit, you can find a, a cool thing from Polo and Polo stuff can be really inexpensive if you if you go on eBay. Right. So like I'm, I'm trying to do it that way. So I think I, I try to have a lot of coolness with not but with you know, not but being smart money. you know being smart about it um i like ebay I, I bought some clothes on there i was listening to an episode of your podcast where you talked about how college hoodies are in in yes, japan yes, I, yes, bought, they I bought are. a bunch yeah. i bought like random ones from like ohio university did you really oh yeah they're so cool <laughs> because <laughs> but, of the podcast no i, I, I but like I, I think i just picked on it picked up on it like subconsciously through like like uh, what's that magazine popeye or whatever oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I like, popeye. i'm like oh they're wearing like a, I, I, I like the random schools you know, oh. I don't. I don't want to wear like UC Berkeley. I want to wear like University of Alabama or like some, like oh. something super random. But anyways, I, I bought a microphone on there for pop my podcast, and it was fake. <gasps> and, uh, really? And, and they were like ninety eight percent of um, SM fifty eights on eBay are fake. And I looked on YouTube, and there was how like, did you know it was fake? You did you? To, you have to unscrew it, and there's oh, like a certain shit. sticker that's on there, and it's like all Chinese and shit. So I had to return it, and I reported him. Oh. Yeah. And did you get your well, money he, back? I got my money back, oh, but okay, I don't good. know if anything happened. I wanted him to get busted because I'm like, this is illegal. You can't right, sell right, 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 right. Um so I've had experiences like that on eBay. So you you know, so uh let me let me get all economics on you. Yeah, okay. So yeah. if you want to if you save money, generally if you're saving money, you're there is a cost incurred somewhere else. So you're paying by not with knowledge. You're paying with knowledge or time, right? So oh. if you have knowledge and time, you can save money. Because I know what to look for. I know the seller to trust. Right, you know right, right, I, right, right. Uh, when I bought my Rolex, <laughs> I bought my Rolex, but I, it took me like literally like a year to like isolate the person I was going to buy it from. I oh had to make God. sure oh, that you, person was you cool. got it used. I bought it, yeah, secondhand. Yes, yes. So, you know, economically speaking, you know, you, you're going to be saving money. But if you're not putting in time. <laughs> a year. You spent a year. <laughs> a year. A year. So I could save money on it. So you, you could save money. This is why, you know, this, this is why there's always the services which are like, you know, you're going to pay a premium, but 
you didn't you don't have to waste time doing it yeah you're gonna know for sure this right, is the real right, deal right, right. you know what i'm saying that makes sense so um okay a couple more things here um 11 14 november 14th leukemia society 50 dollars is now a good time to ask if you are dying from cancer <laughs> <laughs> bro so expensive i spent 50 bucks uh my what if my, you're like i'm cured <laughs> wait how much is it gonna cost that's as much as i spent at tin Tuan Huang. um yeah, a, uh, that was just, uh, I, you know, I try to do it more, but I tried, I have a little tiny thing in my budget where I try to like give money to, to oh, nonprofits. Yeah, nonprofits. <gasps> oh, for a long time, um, and, and I, now I do less comedy, but all the money I ever made for comedy, I try to put into, there's like a bed like uh, mutual support group uh -huh. or something, you know, so all the money I would try to put into that. Really? Yeah. And, and one year I did it I, and I, I calculated it was a thousand bucks from comedy that I put into the, I think it's like important that you do that. Like I, you know, especially during the pandemic, you're like, I was trying to like give more money to. Now, do you feel, because I have like friends that. who donate a lot, but they all do it because they, hey, they're all white and they feel bad about making a lot of money in tech. And yeah. so they donate like a significant portion of their salary into like whatever causes. Yeah, yeah. Now, is this something you started doing because you're making good money now? Or is this something that you've sort of always wanted to do and now you have the resources? So it's not really coming from like a I feel bad place. Hmm, that's a good question. I, uh, man, I would really want to know what my immigrant parents think about this. Because I think the only place they, they, they give... You told, have you told them? Have I told is them? Is it time to tell your immigrant parents <laughs> that you've been donating money? Mom, dad. Because <laughs> uh, the only place I think they give is at church. Mm -hmm. Which uh, I don't like to give money at the church because I don't think the Catholic Church is good, and I'm, I, I say that I say that as a Catholic, as a I'm a Catholic person, and I yeah. want to hold our Catholic Church to a higher standard. Yeah. Um. So I do think it's I think morally it's important that you try to to try to do that. Do I feel bad? I mean, there must be some aspect of it. I think where I do feel like I have so much, I must I should be able to do this. Mm -hmm. I do think it's also kind of fucked to that like private citizens it's up to the us to do that because right, we should right, be doing right, right, this right, like right. collectively but yeah, yeah. here we are so yeah. oh that's really nice i guess um <laughs> i don't know this isn't that bad of a roast. I thought you were going to really come at me, no, bro. No, I mean, this is how like you know when we first started this podcast we didn't know how this would go. It's really not about making fun of the other person. You know I'm, I, I yeah. just it's more about like I just want to get to know like because this really reveals how you are how you behave when I'm not with you. Oh. And that's what it is. It's like oh you donate or you have cancer, maybe. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you know, so it's interesting. I think that's it, man. I think we okay. got through it. I think you're okay. doing... I was really expecting, like, Supreme, Noah, like, oh. the, like the crazy <laughs> shit. I was really, like, expected to be, like, I actually... This is not a podcast. This is an intervention. Gina, come on in here. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, but really, like, you're... I, I, and I'm, you know, as a as a friend, as a as a former podcast host, uh, I'm very proud of the way you're spending money here's, because you have a kid. I was worried. I was so worried yeah. about Neo. No, but now I see this and I'm like, okay, it's he's not... Mike's not that crazy. Okay, he, yeah. Here's the thing is that, you know, again, to plug this uh, app budgeting app, you need a, you need a budget. <laughs> you, you have to spend money on the app. It's like $80 a year or something. Oh, but okay. I think it's completely worth it because it's all about, you know trade-offs right so it's like if you spend money on your fucking supreme hundred dollar hat or something yeah. like that uh if you've budgeted it great but if you didn't budget it it's going to come from someplace else right, right and that right, kind right. of really helped me kind of like you know it, it works for me like mentally you know mm, like it's mm, mm. it's like it's like it's okay if you're going to spend money on this if, if you're going to spend 160 dollars in coffee right. but know that it's going to come from someplace right like, someone else somebody else something else pays for that right right, yeah. right, right, right. so i think that's like I think it's a healthy way to think about money because I think, I, I don't, I, did, I think it's a, I think an immigrant thing is like to, 
just not spend it all. Right. Just like hold on to the it's money. Too, it's too extreme. It's, it's not healthy. It's not healthy. It's yeah. just not a. It's you're not thinking through the the why you're you're saving it and and what's it, what's 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 being cost. I guess so. I think it's this way. It's like you can spend money if you want to, but know that this is going to happen. And that's if you go into that decision with your with your eyes open, then it's okay. If if you decide to become broke with your eyes open. <laughs> That's that's different. That's different than like I just spend a bunch of money and I'm so dumb. Being broke with your eyes. Yeah, you gotta know. You gotta, I'm gonna spend that. I wanna buy that hundred dollar hat, that bro. That hat, baby. I love. Still that. got it. Still got it. Love it's tight. that. Well, Mike, thank you so much for coming on the pod. Thank you for um, having me. Where can our fans find you, man? Uh, please check out my podcast, Asian Not Asian Pod. Uh, you can find it on uh, podcast. It's on uh, all the podcast streaming things. You can find me on Instagram at Nice Pants Bro. And let them know if you want to buy. By the way, this Bulgarian bag has been on your lap this whole time. It's very. Comfy. I don't know what's going on. It's a, it's I think you are fucking it. If you, <laughs> I don't know why it's on there. Yeah. He has a boner. Uh, if you want to buy that, definitely hit him up. The, I don't know. I guess we're bidding. Starts at 150 maybe. I don't know. Uh, winner takes all. I don't know how bidding works. Um, please follow me on Instagram and TikTok at the Fumi. I'll be the C-H-E-F-E-M-I-A-B-E. Uh, you can email us at cashcuniespodcast at gmail.com and tell us what Cute. financial bind you're in and we'll discuss it on the podcast. Some people have sent in their financial statements uh, or like their credit card statements. So maybe we'll do like a bonus episode or something like that. But we love hearing from you. Um, and Steffi will be back next week. We love you guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.